Hello everyone, this is Deborah Richardson and today I am putting the AP in Happy where accounts payable teams are empowered to protect the vendor master file from fraud. This podcast will give a voice to accounts payable team members by talking about the growing reality of cyber attacks in their world and which vendor setup and vendor management techniques they can apply to protect the vendor master file from fraud. Are you or your team performing all possible vendor validations? Do you know which documents have the key data you need to confirm that the vendor you are about to create or update is real? Be sure by downloading the vendor validation reference list. It also has links to all the resources listed. Download at www. Dot Deborah D E B R A R Richardson R I C H A R D S O N dot com. Rhea Galsum is my podcast guest today, and we are talking about CSNP. And CSNP is a 501c3 nonprofit organization that provides free cyber safety training for organizations and individuals. So if you are a small to medium-sized business that needs a free resource on cyber safety, or if you are an individual that wants to get started or further their career in cybersecurity with an organization that has great content and great resources. Keep listening. Welcome to episode 88, Cyber Safety Education with CSNP. And this is actually part two of my podcast interview with Rhea Galsum. And episode 87, the first part, we really talked about how to evaluate cloud-based applications to protect your company from potential data breaches. And then also, once you have those cloud-based tools, how to reduce risk and stay cyber safe um, using them. So if you want to hear about that, be sure to go back to episode 87. But here is the continuation of that podcast interview. Today, I have a great guest, Rhea Galsum. She describes herself as a witty, driven, adaptable, and optimization-focused individual who has the experience and the know-how to connect technical requirements to meet business objectives. She also has a blog at distillsecurity.com where she just finished a very timely three-part series on remote life. Welcome, Rhea. Can you tell us about your background and kind of what you're up to now or what else you're up to now? Hi, everyone. My name is Rhea. And again, thank you so much, Deborah, for having me here on your podcast. So I would definitely talk a little bit more about my background. And my background is very unique because I have experience in both marketing and cybersecurity. I have over five plus years experience at a Fortune 100 company managing different types of marketing campaigns, and one of which uh, was very influential into how I got into cybersecurity. 
So within one of my email campaigns, I had a segment of users who technically should not have been included in my email list. And after having gone through uh, all of the checks and balances internally, um, and also being flagged by privacy just to check what actually happened, I read various articles on online about data privacy, and one of which is on this website called Dark Reading. And Dark Reading is a pretty established um, website talking about cybersecurity practices, data privacy, cyber intelligence related topics as well. And so that really boosted my interest in cybersecurity and that impacted my next steps. I decided to shift over fully into cybersecurity by going to a program based in Chicago, um, which is a cybersecurity bootcamp called Evolve Security. And Evolve Security is also a penetration testing services firm. So from there, I was able to be an apprentice where I worked with a nonprofit client and at the same time, learning a variety of cybersecurity application software, different types of security policies, and just learning how to secure up data and also how to protect against various cyber threats. So I definitely have that plethora of a variety of experiences, but I believe you know, coming from that financial background does help connect the dots because you are working with a variety of different groups of folks, whether it's from the business side, technical teams, or from data security and privacy. And then what I'm trying to do now moving forward is really develop my freelancing opportunities on the side where I get to work with other nonprofits. You volunteer with CSNE, which is a nonprofit um, that provides free education on cybersecurity. And I know they just celebrated their one year anniversary. Uh, was it last right. week? At some point in June. Can you elaborate on what the mission and training CSNP provides to communities and how it applies to businesses? Yeah, definitely. So CSNP is a fantastic organization. They are a registered 501c3 nonprofit based out of Chicago. And really the focus of CSNP is to promote free security education across the U.S. and also now globally. And we do this through uh, events focused on webinars, presentations, panel events, uh, technical workshops, and also hackathons. And so CSNP has grown really, really strongly this year. And yes, we just celebrated our one year. Um, I think it was a few days ago and it was great. So we've grown from being a team of five to now a team of over 50 plus individuals, which is amazing. So how we do this in regards to running these different types of security content is through dedicated committees and also chapters based in specific cities. So we have chapters that used to run in-person events <laughs> back when we could go to an actual venue or to an actual location. Um, and these chapters were based on different types of cities. So we have chapters that are now regionalized because we've grown so much. We have chapters in Boston, uh, Charlotte, North Carolina, Dallas, Texas, San Antonio, Texas, um, Atlanta, Georgia, can't forget Atlanta, <laughs> um, Seattle, uh, San Francisco, and 
I, I feel like I'm forgetting <laughs> the, the other chapters that are that are also available. Oh, Chicago. I can't forget about Chicago. Chicago, Chicago yeah. is where the where the where the organization initially started, and it started from uh, three individuals who were you know looking for different types of security events that were a little bit less vendor heavy, or at least not showcasing a vendor product as being the solution, but mm -hmm. really talking about different areas within cybersecurity. So as you know, cybersecurity is very broad. So having um, a professional uh, speak on an event or speak on a topic, whether it's on cloud security or how to make sure you learn more about cyber insurance, which is very helpful for ransomware or protecting against data breaches. It's great having this organization that does all of this and at really at no cost to the actual member base. So I think yeah. that's a great advantage that you know a business can take is just to go to these chapter events or to log on to these webinars and be able to get that content and then see how that applies, practically speaking, as well to their organization that they support. Yeah, I think it's really important. And really, until I talked to you, I had not heard of CSNP. And I thought it was very interesting, so much so that I volunteered. So thank you for introducing me to CSNP. And I do this podcast and I also have a blog and I talk a lot to the business community, specifically accounts payable, you know, about how to protect your vendor's data. And so this was like right up my alley. And then mm -hmm. as for the chapters, I was impressed at how many chapters you have. And it's mm -hmm. not just the U.S. You also have one in Hyderabad, um, Toronto. Right. So it's getting big. <laughs> Uh, and it's one year anniversary. Can't wait to see what's going to happen by the second year anniversary. Oh, man. Oh, my goodness. I'm excited. And, yeah. and also, just to add, so before we didn't have committees. So there are committees now that have been added, one of which you are now part of, which is the education committee. Right. And, mm -hmm. educa and all these committees were really they came from this idea that, hey, like we want to better serve our neighbors, our communities, our, uh, our our actual workplaces better. And how can we do that, right? So this kind of goes a little bit more than just having an event and making sure people come and enjoy the event. This is more about like establishing these little bit of a long-term relationship in an area or in a specific profession. So there is a community outreach program as well, which is really um, focusing on br bringing a speaker to talk about a very important cybersecurity or cyber safety topic. Mm -hmm. um, and these would usually be towards uh, the underserved locations. So this doesn't have to be at your workplace. This could be at a university, a local community center, a church, or some sort of uh, religious institution, which are really underserved to some degree with cybersecurity. So I, I really love the outreach team and what they're working on. And then I mentioned also that you're part of the education committee, which is fantastic because it's definitely important to have um, curated content and also created content that is under that is housed underneath the CSNP brand because that helps people know that yes, this organization is bringing their own content expertise and is sharing this for the community. And again, it's like you said, like you're you're tailoring your content to a an audience that normally may not have that understanding of what cybersecurity practices look like. And it's great to do this underneath the education committee. 
the last committee that I am excited about that is still trying to get their, their uh, you know, just to get their team developed more is the R&D committee. Um, this is a, a project or an open source research projects-based organization. So um, you will imagine volunteers who are underneath R&D department, they are basically developing projects that interest them based on what the resources that are already available underneath CSNP's GitHub page or the various applications that are already being built as part of CSNP. So that's exciting if you're like a new developer and you want to work on this interesting application, but you don't really know who to test it with or who can be your end user, right? Or if you have a research project that you're doing at your university and you mm -hmm. want to figure out like how I can bring this to the community that is part of CSNP or the various businesses that know about CSNP, I think this is like a great way to do it is through the R&D committee. <laughs> that sounds great, actually, because it gives uh, experience for the volunteers and then everyone else benefits from it. So that sounds that sounds like a great plan. It's a win win. Right. Yeah, definitely. It, and again, it's it's a great way to show your skills as well and to um, grow in your skills and also get that community within CSNP that can, you know, help a new developer. And this is also for like myself where I'm still trying to learn how to do Python or <laughs> all the various programming languages. So it's great to be able to be, you know, get that support within CSNP and to ask those questions that I might be stuck at. And, you know, the, the typical response for most people is like, let me just go and research it myself. But why do that when you can do it through a, an actual organization that has, you know, people who are trained and are professionally involved in software? So right. that's, yeah, so that's a great resource for those that are still learning. Mm -hmm. Yeah, definitely. And all of it's open source. So um, whoever is brand new can start to learn about what open source means, how open source plays into security, because it's a really, really integral part to secure coding. Mm -hmm. And for those who want to protect the different applications that are web-based or mobile-based. So it's great to have that understanding and to do it again through a community that has experience, or at least it's helpful towards those who want to get that additional experience. Cybersecurity, cyber safety is growing, and there are a lot of folks out there that, you know, may be interested in the career, but don't just know where to start. And it sounds like CSNP will be a great resource for them as well. Yeah, definitely. I agree. And there's always the availability of trying different types of projects within mm -hmm. CSNP. Uh, and that's probably the reason why when I initially joined, I was supposed to just do marketing for Chicago. <laughs> And I laugh about it now because that did not just happen. I started owning all the marketing for all of the chapters. So yeah, I was yeah. I was definitely involved in how to update meetup.com for Seattle and how to uh, get Dallas folks to send me their different events that they want to work on. So I, I really pitched in a lot. And it's because I really valued the mission of CSNP. Right. You, like it's very hard to find organizations of that high quality that will give out and do so much for the community and mm -hmm. at no cost to your your attendee or your member. Unlike the other organizations where you have to pay like a membership due, like CSNP is not asking that. And I, I think that's great because, you know, as a cybersecurity professional, you want to get involved and learn more and you can do that directly through CSNP versus other organizations where it might be a little bit harder to, you know, pay a certain fee or 
right. you know, about the cost of that. And I, and I understand because it, it's hard so without asking your membership base for getting a certain fee from them. Yeah, and I that was one of the biggest things that that really attracted me to CSMP is that it does provide cybersecurity education and training free and provides it to both individuals and organizations or, you know, to individuals and then they can apply it to their organizations. And I think that's really great for the small to medium sized businesses that just can't afford an IT team or, you know, that uh, knowledge on their uh, payroll in order to protect their companies from these cyber criminals out here. So I think that's a, a great organization, a great mission. And I am really glad to be uh, a part of that. Awesome. Yeah, definitely. This has been great. I'm sure we could have spent hours more talking about cyber safety, but can you let the audience know, you know, where they can go to connect with you and then to get more information on CSNP? Yeah, so folks can reach out to me directly um, via my email address, which is reag at distillsecurity.com. They can also go to the blog, which is distillsecurity.com. And also, I'm very active on Twitter, so feel free to follow me on Twitter. <laughs> I feel like I make the best connections on Twitter. Uh, my handle is at sounds like Rhea, all lowercase together uh, as well. And I can also leave that in the description just so it's clear. And also the CSNP website, which is very easy to spell out. It's just csnp.org. And so anyone can, you know, check out our webpage and you'll see myself on there and uh, and Deborah, you're also on there. (laughs) So yeah, you can definitely reach out to us via those channels or those methods as well. Okay, great. Well, thanks again for being on the podcast. Definitely. And happy to be on here. Okay, thanks, Raya. <laughs> All right, Deborah, take care. Thank you so much. So thanks, everyone. I hope you enjoyed the 88th episode of the Putting the AP in Happy podcast, where accounts payable teams are empowered to protect the vendor master file from fraud. Don't forget to check the show notes for the links mentioned in the podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, consider subscribing and writing a review of my podcast on the platform that you use to listen. Stay happy. Stay happy.